This is Will Swan and you're listening to the Amber and Blue. Welcome to the first Twitter space of the year. Woo! Yeah. Um, Happy New Year to everyone listening. Uh, Hope you had a good New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and all that thing. But um, it's done now. It's out of the way. And uh, Well, didn't we start with a bang New Year's Day against top of the table Stockport? Um, Went into that game fairly confident. Little bit worried, um, but we've done um, we've done really really well. I'm um, quite proud of how we've done. Um, just lately, we've managed to, you know, keep ticking over. Um, yeah, superbly. Uh, oh, bloody Twitter's playing up. Right, I'll end this one and try another one. Oh no, wait a minute. Um, Richard, can you hear me? Uh, see how we get on here. So, really, Twitter, honestly, it's fucking boring. So, um, yeah, uh, Rich, I've just sent you a request to be co-host. Um, yes, is it working, mate? Good evening. Good evening. I didn't know if it was working or not because you know what this fucking thing's like. It starts really well and then just goes off at a tangent. Um, <laughs> Good old technology. Yeah, good old technology. You can't beat it, mate. So, um, as I was saying, mate, Happy New Year to everyone. Um, how was your New Year's Day, Richard? Yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't a bad day at all, was it? No, a cracking start to the year, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I don't think many sort of expected us going there and and coming back with three points. And it was always, always, it always could happen, but I think. You know, when when you go to top at league, and I think they've been on a bit of a on a decent run and what have you. You know, you you sort of go there and you would you would take a point, but to go there and and play like we did and come back with all three was a very good start to year. Yeah, massively. Although to be fair, I don't think it's the best we've played this season, but we seem to be doing what Leighton Orient did last year, and that's just grinding out results. Um, I mean. You know, realistically, I can't tell you the last time where you've come away from a Stags game going, oh, we've played amazing. Like, I think Stockport were closest we've been for a while, but we just keep ticking over and grinding over results. And when you want promotion and when you're trying to get out of this league, that's what you need to do. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to play, you know, the sort of champagne football every week where you're creating loads of chances and absolutely dominating teams. But, you know... The, for teams that wanting to get out of the league, the key is when you're not playing great, when you're below par and you're missing players, etc. Is can you still grind out results? Can you still pick up points? What have you? And and that's what we tend to be doing. And I think we said at the beginning of the season when we're on the unbeaten run and it was getting to sort of 13, 14, 15 games or whatever, and people were saying, "Oh yeah, but we need to be drawing more. When we need to be turning more of these draws into wins." And you look back now and you think. You know that them points were were good points in hindsight, and to us still only have lost one league game uh, this season. Um, you know, you, you you take picking up points sometimes because you know it's another point on the board. And like I say, you're not you're not going to pick up three points every week. You're not going to play great every week, but if you can't win, then then just don't lose and and keep that momentum going. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you're looking at the table now: twenty four games and one loss. 
Now, I don't. Would you have expected that at all in your wildest dreams this season? No, obviously, obviously, you always hope that you improve year on year. But I think not just the fact that we've only lost one game all season. The fact that we've only conceded nineteen goals, like the best defense in the league as well. So, you know, we. And the weird thing is, we've improved in in both boxes. I know we're not the highest scoring team in the league, but the amount of chances that we, we do create and what have you, and you think if we'd have had maybe a bit, a bit more of a clinical striker up front, or if, you know, if someone had hit hit the ground running like he did last season, how many more goals we could have scored this season? The amount of times we've come away from games saying we could have had six or seven today, and we've only scored like a couple or whatever. So, you know, we. We've improved in both boxes, which is which is where matches are won. So you, you can't ask for any more at the minute, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just it's just been phenomenal, and obviously with a with a January transfer window now open, um, I'm gonna try something a bit different tonight, Rich. Gonna go at it from a different angle. Um, so I'm gonna ask you a couple of League Two based questions and get your thoughts on that. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, I always worry when you say we're going to try something different because you've prepared me for absolutely nothing tonight. I know, I prepare you for nothing every <laughs> week and it, it just seems to work. So we're just going to do it again. Um, so I've got, I've got three news articles this week from League Two that doesn't involve Mansfield, but I'm going to get your thoughts on them, yeah? Go on then. So the first one is Luke Williams. Do you think he will leave County? And how do you think County will cope without him? Uh, uh, do I think he'll leave? Well, looking at the bookies odds, I think he was. Well, the last time I looked, you odds your odds only ever get that short if you if you're going to go. Um, so I think, and it's not the first job he's been linked with this season. I don't think so. I think he is going to go. Um, how they'll do afterwards will depend on who they get in. I would think. Hopefully, they just plummet. That would be delightful to watch. Um, but yeah, Wayne Rooney's after a job. I reckon he's he's a good chart for him. He he uh, he's good at taking teams out of playoffs. So get him in. Yeah, it could be. I mean, yeah, it's it's an interesting one because he's done a good job at County. But is it is it too much too soon? I mean, it's great for us to you know be up there and looking down on them. But is this the start of the self destruct from County? Is it him out the door? Then Jody Jones, Langstaff will probably get offers in. Especially, if- it's surprising because players. The difference between players and managers, because like sort of a player has a good season and they go to a league above, and everyone sort of says they've earned, they've earned it and they deserve the chance. But then a manager does well and goes up to another league, and they're like, "Oh, he's jumping ship. He shouldn't be going." Blah blah blah. It, it the perspective just seems to be different for players and managers. Obviously, he's took them out of the uh, conference into League Two. And they're currently sat in playoffs, so you can't deny that he's done a, a decent job. You know, if a player bangs a load of goals, like I say, Langstaff started scoring in this league now, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's, well, there's rumours that there's already offers in for him anyway. But you know, players, a career short in this sport, no matter who you play for. So if anyone's got the chance to, you know, go up a few leagues and increase the pay packet for a few years, they're gonna they're gonna take it, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Because, like you say, it's a, it's a short job in it in management. You know, you do well; it's amazing. But if County suddenly start dropping at the playoffs while Williams is still there, then his kind of management credibility goes down, and them nice little offers that are there aren't there. 
Um, and I do know he lives in Swansea. He's openly said that. So, you know, maybe maybe he is off, but uh, we, we shall see. It'll be interesting to see our county coat. Secondly, and I'm going to link this in quite nicely, who are the only team to beat us this season? Swindon. Can you remember who scored for them? Well, I know that. Uh, I think it was Jay, Jay Young scored winner on it. Yeah. So basically, Swindon are the only team that's beat us this season and have now lost. The player that scored against us, Jay Young, has been recalled back to Bradford, and the person who assisted the goal, Dan Kemp, has now been recalled to Milton Keynes. Swindon this year have got uh, 47 goals this year. 37 of them have come from either Young or Kemp or the combination of assists and goals. So, theoretically, with them gone, they've scored 10 goals this season. So, the, re- just, the reason I'm... Just looking at the league table, they seem to have been on a bad run anyway. Yeah. So, losing 37 of the 47 goals scored is... They're going to have to come up with some transfer window in January to sort that out. So, do you think Boateng to Swindon after losing them two creative players, is a probable option for Boateng. Well, he's not going to go in there and score 37 goals. Um... <laughs> Mate, I'd just be impressed if he got three I'd... in the season. <laughs> <laughs> if he's going in as their number nine, they've got bigger problems than what they did have before. <laughs> um, to be honest, I think... So Obviously, we were talking last last week about who we thought was going to stay and who was going to leave and I think that could all change now depending on obviously we picked up injuries to Oates and Callum Johnson that before everyone jumps in I know Hiram Botang isn't going to play right back for Callum Johnson but in terms of pure numbers and moving other players around that might affect whether they now leave or like whether they don't so whether that whether something was agreed with Swindon already for Boateng or not, I don't know. If it was agreed, I'm surprised it hasn't already happened. But maybe if that deal was on, maybe it's been stalled depending on how long our players are out injured for. Yeah, and um, so obviously moving on, um, you see a lot of rumours around and stuff like that. There is a rumour that Oates is probably done for the majority of the season. I've seen on Facebook quite a few times today. Um if if that's true, bearing in mind we've still got Gale out injured, we've now got Oates. So striker wise, that leaves you Aikins, Swan, do, um, Abdullah. If we bring Abdullah up, do you think we need uh, maybe another centre forward just to get us over the line? Well, I would have brought in another centre forward regardless of whether Oates was injured or not. To be fair. Um... So yeah, I do, I do think we need a another another striking option in. Um, I know he has played. I think Keeler Dunn's played up top a couple of times when we're short when they've sort of changed the shape or whatever. But yeah, I do think a striker option is needed. But they're not. They're probably the hardest position to source in a summer transfer window. Never mind a January transfer window. But yeah, I know yeah. Nigel did say did made an inquiry about someone whether who that was and what position I don't know but I do think we need something else up front yeah is there obviously we've seen I think we've seen every team now apart from 
MK and Forest Green. Is there any striker that you can think of in League Two at the minute that you've seen and thought, I wouldn't mind him in our team? Uh, not that I've not that I've seen offhand, but even just someone like I mean, I, I don't know what Swindon are like for creating chances, but someone like Charlie Austin, just someone who knows who went, how to put ball it back in net with the amount of chances we're creating. You would like to think a, a sort of proven striker like him would have put a few of these chances in back at net. I know he hadn't hit the world a lot at Swindon, but obviously. I, mean, I, don't think he'll, I don't think he'd leave and I don't think he'd come, but th that's the sort of, you know, the natural goal scorer that you need. You know, we've got Aikens who can all ball up and bring others into play and what have you. And I think Swan was sort of brought in as that, you know, goal scoring striker, but for whatever reason, he's not hit the ground running. I know he's not had a, a load of game time, but I do think like that sort of striker, that sort of mould of striker is what we need. See, I don't know. I mean, I'd rather cut my left bollock off with a rusty. I know you don't like Charlie Austin. Austin. I'm, not saying, oh. I'm not saying specifically go for Charlie Austin, but just someone that you associate with as being yeah. a goal scorer. We don't need another a build-up player or someone like that. We yeah. don't need another Luke Sakins, really. See, I, I think out of all the teams I've watched, and probably because I've seen them three times this season, but I quite like Ironside at Doncaster. You know, well, I called. I, I, yeah, I did call him out in preseason. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, he did. He's big. Donny. He's physical. He's got pace. And I just think in this team we've got, obviously Doncaster ain't going to sell him to us. They're in no way. But realistically, for for someone to get us over the line, I, I just think he'd be such. I'd even be tempted if we got promoted and Donny didn't. I'd even be tempted to uh, come back and like have a punt on him. I mean, just having a having a quick look through. I mean, it's probably going against what I've just said about an actual goal scorer and not needing a big another big unit up front. But if Salford keep dropping, I won't mind uh, chucking something in for that Matt Smith. Yeah, yeah. In case they decide to cash in. Yeah, he, he'd be good as well. Um, and then obviously we're being linked with that lad from Sutton, but he, he's not really tore up um, any trees, has he? I mean. Ironside stats so far this season are 20, 25 games, four assists, eleven goals, which you know in a in an underperforming Doncaster team, that's not bad, is it? You imagine if he was up there with us, you know, he could do quite well. I think that's the thing. Any sort of striker that's full of confidence and what have you in our team will score goals because we create. A shit ton of chances. It's not like they'd be playing in a team where we're only sort of scoring, we're only creating a couple of chances, and you, you're relying on them taking one of maybe two or three chances. You know, some players are getting like three, four, five chances a game to score. So, you know, the, the chances are there. We just need someone who's, you know, full of confidence that can stick it in back at net more often. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got, you know, I'm just, um, while I'm on the while I'm looking at stats and stuff like that, Danny, you've requested to speak, mate. Ah, how's it going? You can uh, keep your hands off our uh, iron side. <laughs> I did think that when you requested, I thought, oh, I've yeah. touched your nerve now. No, 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 not at all. Um, 
even Wrexham are rumoured to have uh, put a bid in for him. So, um, I mean, well, I can't see him going. He's only just signed for us in summer. So, I can't see his game of doing anyway, you know. Um, but, again, like you just touched on, uh, he scored 15 goals in a side what aren't really uh, been giving him uh, much to feed off. Uh, he's a good player. I mean, look what he did to you scored against you Um, you know, he just got second by at Cherry and he just took it. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, uh, just with Ironside. Yeah, keep your hands off him. Yeah, you're a good side. You can do without him. You don't need him. <laughs> I don't know, you know. I just think, you know, obviously we're rumoured with Lee Gregory. Obviously, that's bounding around. It's like it's like the worst kept secret in the world. But, like, I think my, my concern is if, if Oates is out long term, we, we're going to lack a bit of pace up front. I'd, I've not seen much of Gregory. He's not played much this season. I just, I don't know. I would rather, I would rather John and Nigel go shit or bust this year and probably throw a bit of money and bring in a proven striker at League Two level, somebody that is already having a good season that you could probably get them to sign on the dotted line with. Well, look where we are in League Two. You know, if you join this team and bring your scoring form over, you could be in League One next season. Well, I tell you, a striker who you could possibly look at, but now they've hired uh, Cowley uh, brothers to the side. Uh, well, that um, Taylor from Colchester, um, who they got on loan from Luton. I mean, you could have tried to get him and he's a decent striker. He's uh, another one who's uh, been bagging him in for uh, a struggling side. Yeah, I was just looking at that. The, you know, the third top goal scorer in the league is uh, Will Evans at Newport as well. And they're, you know, they're struggling for money anyway. I know they've just been took over, but nobody seems to know how much money they've got and what they haven't. So, what do you think, Rich? What would you do? Would you be looking at someone like Gregory, as it seems to be, or would you be looking at someone in good form in League Two that could hopefully come in and carry us over the line? Well, I was just having a quick look at, uh, at Gregory while you were uh, talking there. He's played... He's played 12 games in Championship this season, scored once. But previous to that in League One, season before, last season he played 38 and scored 10. And the season before he played 36 and scored 16. So he's a goal scorer, but he's at Sheffield Wednesday who are going to offer ridiculous wages compared to what we can offer. We've already got Aidan Flint, who I can imagine is on probably double what the next highest paid player as at Stags is on. So, have we even got the... I know it would be a loan deal. But given that Wednesday come across, Wednesday's owner comes across as tight as fuck, he's probably going to want us to pay like 99.9% .9 of Gregory's wages. Can we even afford to get him in on loan? Because um, he's going to be another guy on, on big wages. Obviously, you would take... If, if, the offers, if the deal's there to be done and we can afford to do it, then it's a no-brainer you do it. I just question whether we can actually afford to do it. Yeah, so I've just I've just literally Googled it, and obviously you can only go off what you know Google get. And apparently, like according to this, this salary sport, Aidan Flint's on four and a half grand a week. Uh, Christie is on four forty. So the interesting one here, when you when you go down it and you look at what people are on, Boatang is on three thousand two hundred pound a week. Now, if Boatang's going, that frees you up three grand a week, done it. So realistically you've got that. And then if he who else were we rumoured to be getting rid of? 
Well, I mean, John Joe Tour's not been seen for weeks, but I don't know whether that's because he's injured or just not being well, picked. Because he... if he's injured, you're not going to get no Mate, problem. honestly, he's got the best career going, hasn't he? You know, I think every every window, he's linked with leaving club, but then he gets injured. It's like that Manchester United player, isn't it, that we're always, like, up for, like, being sold and then gets injured every window. So, I don't think, I genuinely don't think John Joe's going anywhere if he's out injured, but... I mean, you don't know how true this is, but apparently John Joe's on £2,100 a week. Um, who's lowest paid? Going to this, Will Swan's only on 1400 Well, it might, it might be bonus-related for how many times he sticks balling back at night. Well, he's not going to get much then so far, is he? <laughs> Adam Collins, it says here, Adam Collins is on £700 a week. He's on more than Scott Flinders. What's that all about? These have been getting their stats off footy manager. Yeah, they? they've got to have, haven't they? But George Maris, Callum McDonald. There you go. If McDonald goes, that's another two thousand freed up, two thousand four hundred. I only just realised. I only just realised he wasn't in the squad on Saturday either. To be fair, I presume that that would must have just been selection because he was there. So he was obviously fit enough to travel, but he didn't even make bench. Do you think? Do you think Nigel's probably like? Lost a bit of faith in him, you know, when like obviously we were there and he bollocked him for kicking ball away and all the rest of it. You think Nigel well, kind of, I, I don't know, just got a bit. I think, we sort of, I think we sort of said earlier on in the season that he was brought in as a, you know, they were expect, I think they were expecting Maka back at like just a couple of months into the season and then it turned even longer. So I think McDonald was brought in purely as sort of the backup option. Uh, for Maka, um, but now he's back, and I mean, I thought he had a great game against Stockport as well. So I think now he's back, he's going to be sort of the the number one choice. It, it's just a case of keeping him fit, um, and then of course you've got Mister Dependable in Jordan Bowery, who can play right back or left back, and you know you're always guaranteed a sort of six or seven out of ten with him. So you know McDonald's probably slipping down the pecking order, but I don't like I say. Our squad looks okay at the minute, but like you say, you don't. If if Oates is out for the season, and I think you said Callum Johnson's out for four to six weeks, there's there's two players. So you're only another couple of injuries away from suddenly being short again. So whether we'll allow anyone to go out at this point, I I don't know. Yeah, I think I think for me that's that's the big thing, isn't it? I mean, people are saying Anthony Artigan's getting recalled, but Anthony only had a six month loan at Barnet anyway. So I think that's pretty much all. I thought the club would have said sort of some about that, whether he's returned or whether it's been extended or I don't know when exactly it's I don't know when exactly his loan expires, but I I think you know, is that sort is that sort of the plan where they know he's coming back so they're allowing Boatang to go, is that sort of the idea there or are they both gonna be allowed to go or do you think Boatang is probably the domino that sets everything going? Uh, well, the only th- the thing that makes you think is obviously Nigel said that they'd already inquired about bringing someone in on loan. I don't know if it was, must have been last week at some point. So they obviously have got an intention to bring somebody in, which makes you think they've got that intention regardless of whether anyone leaves. So whether that one comes in and then if anyone else leaves, they bring more in. Yeah, but like I, mean, I say, I... we don't know what's happening with Hartigan. Mm. It's very rare that someone sort of goes out on loan and then comes back in and makes an impact under 
Nigel, you know, most players that have been loaned out have then been sold at some point. So, yeah, um, what's, it, what's in store for him? We don't. I'm, I'm kind of with you with this. I think, well, obviously, Danny Johnson came back. I think it's quite clear to say that it was probably above Nigel's head why DJ came back. And you could tell that Nigel didn't particularly want to play him. Um, I think Hartigan might be in the same place now because. Obviously, if Nigel loans you out, like you said, apart from the kids, he doesn't really bring anyone back into the fold. And when you've got where you've got without him, do you, there's a question, do you really need him? Um, I mean, it is, it is an interesting one because I do think we need we need a bit of cover. I, th- I, I genuinely think we've probably looked at loaning Gregory. I think he'll be the player that we've inquired about. Um, I think it helps that he's Flint's best mate as well. I just think, I just worry about pace up top. Because there was a lot knocking about about that Cardiff lad as well. I think, but I think he was a winger, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. But then that makes a little bit more sense because we have, we have, over the last few weeks, gone to more of a 4-2-3-1, which, considering I don't think we've really got any... This space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today. Out and out what you would class as wingers in the squad. No. I think Stephen Quinn's Stephen Quinn's thirty-seven playing on left wing last uh, couple of games, so maybe they are looking at sort of wide wide attacking players rather than a a centre forward. Yeah. So the the lad from Cardiff is I think Lucas has put it in the chat. Uh, Kieran Evans. So that went lad, but like looking looking at his games played, I don't think I think he's only played three games this season. So it's not like he's going to be able to come in and kind of hit the ground running, but I do think, I do think as a squad we are fairly solid. We just need like one or two, don't we? Yeah, I don't, I don't think we need to be. We're certainly not at a stage where we need to be sort of panicking and rushing to sign someone, and you know, de- sort of desperation stage. We can just sort of sit back and let the window play out, see what else happens, see if anyone else becomes available later on in the window. We're certainly not desperate to bring anybody in, but. I think before the end of the window, we do need some sort of uh, cover up front, especially if Oates is out for the season. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, it's it's like I think that's the one area. I'm I'm tempted if I were Nigel to possibly bring in a proper right back. I know Jordan Barry's played fantastic there, but I think is this is like what is it, John? What is it? His fourth muscle injury now since. So he's only he's only been with us a year, and this is his fourth muscle injury. So he obviously Callum obviously his muscles or whatever won't let him do multiple games like Saturday, Tuesdays. So you're going to have to like monitor that as well, aren't you? I think I think did Nigel say he was the only player that started all four games over the Christmas period? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So and it, it is a lot, isn't it? So I think um, I think realistically, you know, we we need to kind of like wrap him up in a bit of cotton wool, don't we? I think we're lucky that we have got we have got Jordan um there to cover that. But I think as a whole, I, I do think the squad is fairly is fairly solid. Um do you see any outgoings in January? Like I say, I, I think it'll depend on the couple of injuries that we've picked up. I d we don't we don't need to get rid of anybody. Um like I say the squad the squad is in a good place, it's just a shame that we can't 
just as we sort of get everybody back, you then lo lose another couple. Um, so, like you said, I don't think we need. We're not. I don't think we need to desperately let anybody go or bring anybody in. But it would be nice just to, like I say, maybe strengthen that number nine area um, and put away a few more of these chances that we're creating. Yeah, I think I think my um, my worry is that somebody comes in with a bit of money for maybe Flynn or a DKD. I think that's where you know. John's got to be fairly strong and say, you know, not not for sale. Yeah, well, I mean, can anybody? I don't, I don't even think Man City can afford DKD the way he's playing. Yeah. Um, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just pocket that one. No one can afford him. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, obviously when you're a team up the top, you're always going to have you know cl clubs in higher leagues sniffing around players and what have you like we were saying before you know there's rumours that there's a few teams after Langstaff at, at County as well so you're always going to be you know suspect to that but like I said that, the one thing we have got is owners that you know they've put a lot of time effort and money into getting the team into a sort of area like getting up into the next league so when we're this close now I, I can't see I can't see them accepting anything for players that are going to Hopefully, fingers crossed, get us over the line. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. It's yeah, I'm. I'm hoping to be fair. Trans transfer deadline day, we see. Um, we what we see is we see like um, rather than bringing somebody in, we get like a couple of announcements. So like DKD with a new contract, Flynn with a contract extension. You, you know, people like that that you know are so vital for us getting up the league. Uh, welcome, Tim, mate. How are you? I'm good. You? I'm not, it's been a while. I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries, mate. How are you? Did you have a good Christmas? Good New Year? Brilliant. I mean, I mean, you can't have, you can't not have a good Christmas and New Year with what with what's been happening, can you? No, it's it's been phenomenal, hasn't it? It really has. It's um, been like a dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, did, did were you one of the lucky ones to get a Stockport ticket, or did you have to watch it on iFollow? Well, I actually went in the home end. Oh, nice, mate! Undercover. Yeah, <laughs> I swear we had more more Mansfield fans in Stockport end than Stockport. Oh, yeah, mate. I reckon so. It's hard work trying to look disappointed when Stack score. <laughs> I mean, to most of you, it's a it's a look that I've perfected over the years. The look of disappointment. So it wasn't quite. It wasn't difficult, but yeah, when those two goals went in, it's class. Oh mate, I do I do feel for your whereabouts. We sat we sat in like the in the railway end, the yeah, one way out so the I was basically sat pretty much where I sat last year when we played them. Um, obviously yeah. when, that, when that was a home end, um, so it's like just behind the goal. Uh, but I just like I was trying to get tickets for ages. I'm, I've completely missed the time of the original sale of the tickets, and then um, I was trying to get them on Facebook, and then. People would put them on, and then within like a minute they'd go, wouldn't they? And it's really difficult to get them. So I thought, sorry, I'm just going to go get a, a home ticket. I'm glad I did. Glad I did. I mean, I, I like one thing that I did notice is that the Stockport fans, whilst they were frustrated, they were not getting on the team's back. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes at Mansfield, after 20 minutes, if we've not scored or if we go 1-0 down, there's a full-on assault on the team and at the, at the bench. It was nice 
to be around fans that didn't have that. They were still like massively supporting and encouraging the team, which is maybe something we can learn from. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how. How did you rate the game, though, mate? Realistically, because like, what did, were you sat around any home fans, or did you just kind of find a space yeah, I mean, when nobody was around? Yeah, no, it was sellout. I think it was pretty much sellout. There was loads of space. There was loads of. There's only one seat near me that I could see, and everything else was, yeah, pretty dense, full of people. Um, I mean, we weren't a great game, was it? First half was just. All a bit all over the place, stop start for obvious reasons with injuries and things. I think that played. I think that played into our hands personally. I think it stopped any flow from them. Um, and then obviously second half we came into it with that with that goal. I mean, literally Maris right in front of me, um, scoring that goal. So um, I think we deserve to win. They looked. We did we, well. It wasn't a great advertisement for league top of table football, was it? It wasn't. It was a bit scrappy, a bit all over the place. I don't think there's much quality on on display. But if you can sort of grind a result out like that, and then come away with three points, and that is, I mean, if I don't know, it just feels different this year, doesn't it? it feels different. Those sort of games we would never even dreamt of winning in the past, and. Um, it just when we go into these games, it just feels. I did have a feeling we we're going to win, actually. Um, yeah, it feels different. We're, we're great away from home. We seem to be able to contain teams away from home, play with more expression. Um, you never quite know what team they're going to pick away from home, which I think flummoxes the opposition um, tactics. You don't have the added pressure of home support. Um, so I think that's probably why we've picked up a good amount of uh, points away from home. Yeah, definitely. I uh, I seem to prefer the atmosphere at away games. You know, I think that's what worries me about Saturday's game. It's very much like one missed pass and the old Phil Mill like oh. groans. Where, whereas at your away games, you're all together, aren't you? There's more of you. You know, you're the smaller minority, and yeah. all of you seem to just get behind it. Like if we miss a chance at home. It's like, oh, and you can hear people go, why didn't you bloody pass it? Or, yeah. you know, whatever. Whereas at away games, you just carry on cheering them regardless. And I think a lot of the players probably appreciate that. It's crazy. It's absolute madness, really. It's almost like supporting two different teams. Like, you go yeah. at home, and I don't like where we sit. It's just, it's just a nightmare. Like, all around us, everyone's got their one player that they don't like and... You know, they're very vocal about that. Got everyone's a football manager and people are shouting because we're not far from the home dugout. Um, we're actually sat right behind the away dugout. And, yeah. Um, so what, what does that put you? Is that block F? It is... No, it's not F. It is... I don't know. Or is it E? E, that's it, yeah. Yeah, so you're E. I'm in C. It's always e-block, isn't it? It's yes. always bloody e-block. Mate, it is like, it is horrid. It's it horrid. It is well bad. And it's like, um, they're, they're giving the, the away managers abuse, which, it, you know, but it's like, it's embarrassing. It just is really embarrassing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I just don't understand it. It's like like at Doncaster, we, we're second in league. 
we, we've lost one game so far all this season yeah. and the way people are going on and booing and you just think yeah. you know fucking sort yourself ah <laughs> you know we're on this on honestly we're on this such an amazing run and you're booing a draw against Doncaster and you're like honestly you know it, anyone would think we've got Man City money and know. you know we've spent X amount of millions we Mansfield Town and sometimes you know yeah. I think as fans we need to be realistic don't we and say you know not every game you're going to win, but at least we haven't lost. And it ticks it over. But genuinely, it's like on Saturday, like for everyone in here, just, just get behind on. Just, oh, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, if yeah. it doesn't work out how you want it to work out, rather than like boo, moan or shout, whatever, just cheer them and say, come on, lads. And, you know, just, just get behind on because that's the best thing you can do. We're at home. And to be yeah. fair, home should be an absolute fortress. Yeah. When we are in the league, and everything. And I noticed the one thing I did notice about like the Stockport game is how quiet they were mm. for a team that's top at league. Yeah. They were so, so quiet. Yeah. And I just think realistically, we, um, we should be like Saturday. We should be at home. We should be loud and, and we should make them think the other team, like Crew Alexander should come on Saturday and go, fuck me. The, we are playing not only one of the best teams in the league, but mm. listen to that own support because yeah. you know you want when Brunty gets forward with that ball, um, you just want the crowd roaring in behind because it lifts up. You know Nigel will have a job to do anyway, and Nigel's already brought up about you know what the fans were like at yeah at the Doncaster game. You know we can't be going on like that. We just need to push on, and I think we will. To be fair, I mean it's weird, isn't it? Because you think like we've got the biggest gates we've ever had like, well, not ever, but obviously in recent times. Um, and you'd have, think, you'd have thought that that multiplayer would just create much better atmosphere. But it almost felt like the best atmosphere I saw, I've seen, is around Flickcroft, Steve Evans' era. That was brilliant. You know, like, you'd get 6,000, 5,000, 6,000. Everyone would be up for it you know this atmosphere would be brilliant and we've got this like eight thousand now and these additional three thousand two thousand fans come in i feel and um they're just expecting like really uh, you know us to win every single game and i don't know i i can't put my finger on where where all this is happening but if you re if you listen to like the away managers assessment quite often they mention the fans and there's been two or three occasions where like they've actually built it into their game plan is if we like the Mansfield fans are known in the league for getting on on their players backs and so if we can not concede in 20 25 minutes they know that that starts happening so they build it they actually build it into like their their strategy as a an away team to come in and and design a um tactics for fans get on our, on our own backs it's like madness really but you know everyone's entitled to an opinion aren't they yeah pay the money. yeah definitely and i think i genuinely think saturday everyone's going to be up for it um yeah. and and i think i genuinely think by five o'clock mate we'll be top yeah and um i think once we get that top spot i don't see anyone taking it off us no. um i'm hoping i'm hoping stop poor playing in the fa cup this weekend yeah, yeah there's, Stockport and Wrexham, I think. Both there's, not, there's not many games. I think there's half a dozen games in League Two yeah. or something. County playing as well. In the Wrexham don't play, so 
there's only us that can go top at league. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Wrexham and Stockport still in FA Cup. Who have they got? It might not be as much them that are in FA Cup. It might just be the team that they were supposed to be playing. Wow, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's have a look. Quick look. FA Cup. Scan down. Can't see them yet. AFC Wimbledon is still in it. Warsaw is still in it. Newport. Yeah, I can't see them. To be fair, Morecambe is still in it. So I thought Wrexham was still in it, although I might be wrong, to be fair. But I was, I was under the impression that Wrexham still were and Stockport. No, st- didn't Stockport get knocked out by that team that put Swindon out? Uh, yeah. Uh, right, yeah, older shot put Stockport out. So Wrexham are in the FA Cup on Sunday. Uh, from everyone at Amber and Blue, we hope Wrexham have a really successful cup run and it completely derails your League Two season. Um, so, fingers crossed. Shrewsbury, um, be a good game, up. Yeah, it should be. Rich, what's your thoughts on Saturday? Do you think we're going top? Well, I'd like to think so. Looking at the league table, Crew have had a bit of a shaky run. They've only won one of the last six, which isn't normally a good sign when someone's when someone, when now you're the next team up to play them. Um, but yeah, you know, like I said, I think the, the crowd will play a massive part, and not just um, obviously against Crew on Saturday, but for the rest of the season, you know, we everyone wants to go up, players, staff, fans. You know, we all we all need to be in the same boat, and I think Stockport epitomised that on Saturday. You know, the whole away end sang from minute one to minute hundred and. 304 whatever whatever we made it to you know Daniel on drum was fantastic never never stopped all game and you know that that's what we need home and away you know everyone getting behind the players building the confidence we've seen what you know getting behind players you know look at Christy Pym for example you know people start singing his name chanting his song and you know his confidence took his game to another level so you know getting behind them does make a massive difference so if you're going to turn up on Saturday and start booing when someone misses a chance or something, just fuck off and don't come, personally, in my opinion. You know, you've got you've got to come with the, with the attitude of getting behind them. You know, play, it's League Two football. Players are going to make mistakes. Players are going to fuck things up every now and then. But, you know, get behind them. Give them some confidence. And, you know, come five o'clock Saturday, we could be sat top of league. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And do you know what? I think that's probably the best way... To start winding down this um, this amber and blue. Um, well, so I'm just going through all the comments, and we've had Davis Keeler done in here tonight, and uh, Aidan Flynn. Now, if I'd have seen them quicker, I'd have sent them a request to talk. So, fingers crossed, next week we'll have the same listeners, and we can uh, get them in. What do you reckon, Rich? Hopefully, after DKD's bag magic, and we've gone top at league, it won't be a bad way to get them online, but. No, it won't, would it? You imagine next week when they're in here, Scott, like... Scores an actor who comes on Amber and Blue next Wednesday to announce he's signed a new four-year deal. Yeah, yeah, we should have, like... Yeah, I think I think we should have an exclusive, you know, um, DKD's contract reveal on Amber and Blue. <laughs> I'll have to uh, I'll have to message him saying, you need to come on next week and sign your contract for us all. But uh, who, who's you play to watch then on Saturday, Rich? Uh... Oh, I hadn't even thought about it, so I forgot all about it. Um, 
I will go with uh, we'll go Aiden Flint. Aiden Purely Flint, because, you know it's a top, it's a top six side. If we can keep it tight at back, keep it organised at back, not let them get an early goal or anything, then you know we can let the attackers do their job and, and win us the game. And that, but I think you know making sure we keep that clean sheet on Saturday could be important. Nice. Um, I think my player to watch on Saturday partners Aidan Flynn really, really well. I'm going for Bailey Cargill. I think he's been absolutely phenomenal these last games. Um, and him and Flint seem to have a really good understanding of each other if, if Flint goes up, Cargill steps back and so on and so forth. And I, I just think he's really solid up our defence, but also he's allowed Brunt to get into that like holding midfield role where he can just get the ball and drive and not worry about leaving Flint on his own. Yeah, I think I think that was a big thing. I think we discussed it a couple of weeks ago when sort of Cargill was coming back from injury and Flint and Brunt had done so well together. What he was going to do when Cargill was back, whether it was going to be two over three or whether Cargill would play left back, I don't think any of us anticipated Brunt stepping into midfield and absolutely running the show like he has done for, for the last few weeks, you know. He's another one that, you know, if we can get over the line and get promoted, I wouldn't mind chucking a few. I mean, I don't know. I think it's Leicester he's on loan from, isn't it? Um, I don't know exactly how high regard they hold him and what their plans are for him, but I wouldn't mind trying to get him on a permanent. Yeah, definitely. I think I think if we get promoted, that I think it's a real possibility for him. But he's, His situation he's been... reminds me a bit of uh, Nathan Bishop in terms of if we go up, would probably get him again, whether it be on loan or permanent. Mm. And I think if we'd have gone up the year we had Bishop, I think he'd have come back on loan or even permanent. And I think it's a similar sort of situation with Brunt this year. Yeah, I think I think so as well. I mean, I know the golden rule is you never fall in love with a lone player, but how fantastic Brunt's been this season, you can't not. And I, I just remember. I think, when, bit, I think it's a bit late for that now. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just think that you know when Nigel announced him, there were no real fanfare, and he was just like, "He's the best that we could get at the time." And you're like, "Wow, look at him now!" Yeah, you know, he's just, yeah, he's just been superb. That, that so was just, um, that, that was just Nigel being clever, playing down expectations. Yeah, yeah, probably. You know what? Yeah, he's probably seen fan base and gone, "Yeah, we're not big enough anymore. We, we just do this." Um, so yeah, I'll, at this time I'll uh, get Edward off whatever he's doing. Um, right, so Edward, who is your because he's good this week? David's Keeler Dawn. And you've sat here and said something to me, haven't you? Well, when I said to oh. you that DKD was in the chat. So why do you think DKD joined us tonight? No reason. That's not what no. you said. What no, did you say? So, Ed, oh, you don't want me to tell people. Well, I'll keep it to you then. So, maybe one day Edward will tell you why. But, um, yeah, he's he's taking full credit for it, but he won't tell you why. But I'm sure if you see us on Saturday, he'll probably tell you because he'd be bragging about it to all his friends at school. Um, so, Tim, what do you think the score's going to be Saturday? I'm going for 2-1. Who have you got as scorers? Um, I think we'll find Lee Gregory tonight and then he's going to come and score. <laughs> right after this, right after this, he's probably been listening under some fake account and gone, that's it then. That's it. I'm signing for him. 
That's, As... why, Flint, that's why Flinty was in chat. He was introducing him to the Best Mansfield podcast on Twitter. So Yeah, that, that was it. Flint's come in, had one listen and gone, I like them lads there. He's <laughs> you know, on his car while he's been driving him down from Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll be listening to this, mate. They're probably talking about you. So, yeah, I think. Richard, what do you think score's going to be? I will go with... I'll go 2-0 and I will go... Uh, Lucas Aikens, I think he's due one around about now. And Will Swan off at bench. Nice. I'm going to go a comprehensive 3-0. And I'm going to go three different goal scorers. I'm going Aidan Flynn, Edder, first at season, um, with his head for us. Uh, DKD, and then I'm going, because I say it every week, I'm going Will Swan. You'll be right eventually, um, mate. You'll be right eventually. Mate, it'll happen. But I'm telling you, five o'clock comes Saturday, we'll be top. And I, don't, I and genuinely, I don't think anyone will budge us off that top spot. And I do think we need 10 more wins for promotion. Well, I'd that... also just like to point out that due to the fact that Reese Oates and Callum Johnson won't be available this weekend, there's a good chance the GOAT returns to the bench. So he could come on and score winner and send us top at league. God, can you imagine? I'd never look <laughs> down. I'd never live it down, mate. I'd have to do Sorry. like, I'd have to do an amber and blue reaction. Just on a, on a <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine you pissed up on a Saturday telling us how great he is because he's just sent it to the league? Honestly, mate, I'd laugh so much if it happened. I'd have to give you your own space to get it off your chest. <laughs> an hour of just me talking about Botang sending us top at league. Yeah, but putting videos in the chat of the goal in every different angle. So, <laughs> oh, and apparently, mate, it's Boatang's birthday on Monday. I'm gonna have to get him a card tonight. As soon as he got me one, you know what I, mean? I reckon. I'm, I reckon you're gonna have to get one. Get one ordered tonight. Get that photo of you and him on, and look like he's right. <laughs> Sorry, turn, turn up and get him outside ground in your Boatang shirt. Brilliant. <laughs> right. Well, everyone, um, fans, players, anyone else that's listening. Um, Big game Saturday. Get behind the boys. Um, and we will see you here next Wednesday Next Wednesday at 7 o'clock when we are uh, top of the league and loving life. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for talking, Tim, Rich. And uh, we'll see you. See you next week. This space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today.